We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Light Years Podcast. We got a special guest today from uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. The the only man who could pull off a cardigan on pre and post game. Vontae Hill. Vontae, what's going on? I thought you were white. What's up, boys? It's been a while, man. It's draft day. Yeah, hey, 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 man. You started some trouble on Twitter, man. I. I look down and uh, actually in my ear, Jonathan Sackey, our producer over at NBC, is like, he's like, yo, Danny Fry getting on you about the cardigan, right? Cause nobody, <laughs> I, it tells me nobody really watches pregame. What it tells me is nobody's watching pregame, right? So I was surprised there was no slander, maybe a couple people here and there. And then post started and Sackey's in my ear, yo, Danny Fry's getting on you. I'm like, Danny Fry? We all know Danny Fry, 95, 70 game. He can't mm-hmm, dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he shops at like Goodwill and Ross or something like that. He's <laughs> And he's wearing like Pee Wee Herman suits. You know what I mean? And I'm like, then I see Andy Lou. And that's all it takes for Warriors Twitter. Andy Lou or Sam. <laughs> Sam and Andy post, it's all bad. Because then Warriors World gets involved. And then everybody gets involved. <laughs> and then all the slander gets involved. So we had fun with it, man. We threw a tweet up for somebody. Uh, some dude named Mexican around. We threw the tweet up on the show. We had fun with it, man. And you know, it was funny. Grant Leftman of the Outsiders was like, I wore that when I hosted for you. I wore that same thing. And I was like, Grant, man. I was like, you know, I mean, you know, kind of white, bro. Like, nobody's, nobody's tripping. Nobody's tripping. No. <laughs> Ooh, that's what I was saying. I was hey. like, Bonte, what you doing? I had multiple people text me like, yo, is this your boy? And I was like, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> that's my what's the, what's the story right, behind I said, it. I said, brothers can't wear a cardigan, man. We ain't used to <laughs> brothers wear a cardigan. What's up? <laughs> it started a firestorm, dog. It started a fire. Hey, but the comments were great, man. It was like, it's all a good fun, man, when people are talking and, and they're looking for the fashion. Man, I, I was dying, dude. It was tough. It was tough to drive home yesterday, man, because the comments were just ridiculous. <laughs> Is it coming uh, back tomorrow? Just an hour, know, hour on the card again. <laughs> you know, it, it may be suit tomorrow. I wanted to try something different, but I got some I got some more cardigans. You won't be the last to see, you know, hey, it'll be back. Bow tie and sweater back, vest. <laughs> sweater, sweter vest. vest. Argyle, drop an Argyle. Drop an Argyle for us. Nah, I don't know if good. I can go that far. <laughs> I don't know that's, I mean, that's that's like, you know, one time Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're out there at Levi's. Browns Niners Monday night game. It was like 90 degrees that day. It was hot as hell. Uh, and Guru's out there walking through the tailgate. And the tailgate's lit, right? You got all the grills going on. You got the beer. People are passing us beers. Shasky, Fonte. And Guru's out there in the Argyle sweater, man. Hot as hell. And it was a thick Argyle sweater. I'm like, <laughs> bro, you're not hot? I'm like, yo, man, I look fresh, bro. And he had like the baggy old man jeans mm -hmm, with the Argyle sweater. I'm not going Argyle, man. I'm not trying to look like I'm 80, all right? Come on, Andy. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> not gonna do that, man. Not going that far. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens when, when game 60 rolls around and you start running out outfits. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna have to recycle some stuff, man. Uh, both ties. Should I come with both ties, man? I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing, man. I'm like, that's the that's the funny thing about this MV, this TV gig is like I looked at my wardrobe and I looked at my girl. I said, I gotta buy, I don't have nothing. I have nothing. I've been wearing sweats, shorts, t-shirts. Gee, I got nothing for television. It's so it's I funny just, because I look at Doral Wright and it's like, all right, it looks like he's got like eighty thousand more to go after oh. after this after this fit that he's throwing out there. I'm like, jeez. And it, and it bully's just bully, right? He can wear whatever the hell he want to wear because he's bully. And like somebody hit me, was like, dude, you need to compete with Doral, man. You got to be on par. I said he's got what? NBA money. He's got <laughs> NBA money. Dog, I work at radio. Well, he could be with an NBA player who's getting free stuff. He's getting free suits. You know what I'm saying? I'm paying full price. I'm looking for clearance sales, dog. You want me to compete with Darrell, right? You know we'll how see. much money he made here in Golden State, dog? Come on, man. I'm yeah, pulling up in a Range Rover, dude. You want me to compete with Darrell, right, man? So, you know, I'm trying to hold my old man. I'll be the bun uh, of all jokes if it comes to uh, fashion on the pre and post. Let's see if we get some of the light years listeners. We got to have some listener out there who, who, who's got some connections. See if they can get you some hooked up with some free clothes, oh, yeah. some free suits. There we go. Let me say this real quick. I know, I know we're, we're holding, but Shasky, right? You all know the butcher boy. Oh, yeah, he's boy. out of his mind. Let me take you to banana Republic. Let me take you to banana Republic. <laughs> so a guy in the DM slid yesterday. He's like, yo, I work at a banana Republic in Walnut Creek dog. I got you. Some dude named Mario. Shout out to Mario Walnut Creek. Banana Republic dog. I'm not a five foot seven, five foot eight European dude. All right, partying in the marina. All right, come on, man. Banana Republic, come on, man. Okay, that's for like the six feet and under club, man. Sam, that's where you at, Sam. That's your lane. That's your lane, Sam. Banana Republic. I'm well over six foot. Come on now, man. No, you are, <laughs> dude. In Banana Republic, bro, I can't fit none of that stuff, man. Like, oh, Shashi, come God. on. He was like, he was like, kind of upset at me because I was just like, bro, it's it's all good, dude. Banana it's, Republic, it's all. Yeah, no, I'm serious, B. I'm serious, B. And I'm like, dude, just just relax, man. Butch, relax. It was too early. 
Oh, man. it's always too early with Butch. I mean, that's that's yeah, how it know, goes, right? Shask, man. Bigger. That's that's how he is. Oh, should we talk Warriors? Should we? Uh... Yeah, I think I think we gotta talk about Warriors. Oh, I guess it's time. I guess it's time. <laughs> what so are you guys should... doing on Twitter when it comes to Warriors Twitter? One thing about <laughs> TV, I don't have to be on Twitter all day long, and I go on there after a game. It's mayhem. It's mayhem oh. this season. Actually, let's start there. Let's start there because this season has been the most tumultuous season in a long time for the Warriors, both on and off the court. On the court, you've watched every game with us. Like, just one game could be a 30-point blowout, and then they'll look like championship team against the Spurs. Bonte on Twitter, same thing. Like, you'll have guys – like, you'll have guys that are just so angry within the first two minutes of the game. Two minutes. Steph doesn't shoot the ball. It's, it's, it's just, it's chaos. I, I It's honestly, it, I love it. Wow. I love it. I, I kind of love it. But I kind of don't, man. Like <laughs> I, I'm going to throw Shasky under the bus here because the first three minutes of a basketball game and I got my phone hooked up to the laptop. So I see the text messages on the laptop yeah. and there's like seven text messages from Shasky in the first four <laughs> minutes. Of the game, All cap like. I'm like, man, can we get to the first TV timeout, dog? Like, what's up, man? Like, and Twitter's the same thing. Like, I'm, uh, it, it was just, it's everybody. It's either fire curve, mm-hmm. get Steph on the ball, get Steph off the ball, get him on the ball, get him off the ball. Vince Wiseman, you got to play him more. Looney's yeah. a bum. Yeah. <clears throat> Why is Oubre on the roster? Yeah. Bench him. Don't put him on a second unit. I mean, it is out of control right now. So from distance, I'm just like, damn. Like, you know, it, it's just, it, and that's, it's, look how far Warrior fans have come. Think about it, man. You go on a five-year run where people were still complaining, no matter what, we're still nitpicking. And then you got this team where we have no idea what the expectations are. We got no clue where this team is going. We have no idea how this is going to work or how this is going to fit together. And it is just every single day, man, it is, they're worse than Niner fans. I thought Niner's Twitter was bad. Man, it's Warriors Twitter's trying to creep up on Niners Twitter, man. It's unreal. Isn't that the deal, though? We don't know what the expectation is. Like, uh, you know, when they had uh, the previous five years, it was title or bust. And then last year, you know, it was was just a a tankathon. Very clear. Now they're like somewhere in the middle. They shouldn't, they should be a playoff team, but you don't really know how good of a playoff team they're going to be where they stand. They still have Steph Curry. He still looks as good as ever, but you don't have clay. So you can't realistically think title. And it just kind of leads to this. They're just sitting in the middle. Everyone's just kind of like in a holding pattern, waiting for clay to come back and seeing how long it'll take for Wiseman to, to get his legs. And you know, like all these things, it's just, there's kind of this confusing middle ground, right? Yeah, it, it definitely feels like it, man. And, you know, the clay injury really hurt. I mean, that, that set everything back. And you see their reaction to where, all right, they don't have clay. A lot of fans wanted Kelly Oubre Jr. Um, nope, and you got him. Now you're not so happy. <laughs> I, I mean, yep, now, yep. now you're like, you know, and it just shows you how much a lot of people watch Kelly Oubre Jr. I didn't watch a lot of Kelly Oubre Jr. I just know he was athletic. He had his best season with the Phoenix Suns but I really didn't know who he was. But I was like, all right, you go get a player like that. You're telling me that you're trying to compete or you're trying to do something. So you go to the tax, you're paying the tax for Kelly Murray Jr. And you know, man, it's, oh man, it's been tough. It's been tough because 
Steve Kerr seems like he wants to run his system. He's stubborn in a way that Kyle Shanahan is stubborn with the 49ers. Exactly. It's my system or you're not playing, right? And it's they are like, so similar. Yeah, They're so just, similar. Yeah. So similar. And people, I think, slowly but surely are starting to catch up on Shanahan, especially if he goes yeah. against the Kirk Cousins. Hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, come on. Look, hey. hey, 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 Andy, Andy, man, I'm telling <sighs> you, dog, Wiggin Watson, Wiggin Rogers, we they might get Stafford. If they end up with Kirk Cousins, dog, like Sam already put it out there in the Twitter universe. <laughs> he already knows how I'm going to react. But then I, I, I may, I may flip it on Sam and just kind of just laugh because Shanahan had a chance to go get draft, go draft Watson. His master plan was to go sign Kirk Cousins in free agency. I'm like, somebody stopped this guy from himself. Same thing with Steve Kerr. It's like you want to run this motion offense into the ground. This team is not as smart as those championship teams. It's just not. Yeah, like, why are you trying? You why are trying to make Kelly Oubre, Andre Goodall? It's not happening. Yeah. It's not. It's not no, happening. <laughs> no, come on, man. So at least at know, least it, at least Kirk will stay healthy. I'll say that if that Kirk was on the team this season, they would have made the playoffs. Like oh they would, they would have been right there. I know. Hey, look, I'm not happy about it either. I know Watts yeah. is not happening. I'm hoping for Stafford. Right. Just give him the first, like whatever, man. Kirk, Kirk with the rest of got killed behind that line, dog. Yeah, that's true Dude, too. A couple of them picks, <laughs> like, it's ugly. Well, I think I think the comparison is great. I, I think that's worth yeah. bringing up because the and me and, and Sam and I have been talking about this a lot. So it's good to have like a fresh voice talk about this. Is they're similar in that the system works without a doubt. That Steve Kerr system works. Kyle Shanahan system system works. Vontae, yep. but there is no. It, it seems like there's no like balance to let's let's do something different because right. that may be better in the right. moment for these next. Sometimes you don't have the guys who perfectly fit the system. Right. That's that's like what we're getting. Like it's it's obvious with the Warriors right now. I don't know if you can say it with the Niners because it's like no backup quarterbacks meant to run any system. To be honest, but you guys are spot on with that, man. No, you guys are absolutely right with that. And I, Shashi and I talk about it, and Kate Scott talk about it all the time. They're so similar in that aspect. I remember Clinton Portis, man, it was one of the first games I ever covered as a journalist. And Washington was in town to play the Niners, and Clinton Portis was on the sideline. So I'm texting my boy, I'm like, dude, Clinton Portis is next to me, dog. Clinton Portis, you know, I'm a fanboy at that point. I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh, so I was just like, I got to shoot my shot. So I was like, Clinton, man. How you like in the West Coast offense? They had Jim Zorn, some dude named Jim Zorn mm-hmm. as a head coach. And Clinton was like, I was like, you know, the West Coast offense. He goes, you know, we don't need to adjust to the West Coast offense. West Coast offense need to adjust to us. And right then and there, that told me, he was like, you got to, you, as a coach, yes, you can run your basic fundamental system, but you got to tweak it all around. Like if you need to run more pick and rolls, run more pick and rolls, more ISOs, more ISOs. One more, one down, four up, I mean, whatever. But you got to tweak it. You can't just keep running your system into the ground over and over with limited players. Basically, Shanahan had limited players, and he still was running RPLs. Like, he running that run-pass option with Nick Mullins, dog. Ain't no <laughs> outside linebacker defensive end think Nick Mullins is going to run past him off the edge, dog. Like, come on, man. Who are you fooling? Same thing with Steve Curry. You're running this motion offense. And Kelly Oubre Jr. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, he's gonna get somebody hurt. Like I, I like he's in the wrong spot, man. And God bless his soul. God yeah, bless his yeah, soul. But like, yeah. help the young man out. You know, yeah. said especially with the limited training camp. Limited training camp. Two weeks into the season. Three weeks into the season. Tweak some things. So it's the stubbornness of Kerr and Shanahan. I, I just don't get. What'd you think of uh, Kerr benching Wiseman then? Because like, obviously Wiseman, 19 year old rookie, all the potential in the world. 
he's not going to get a motion offense in month one with right. no camp with all the stuff he's got going on. Right yeah. move to bend because like Looney knows the system, but like let's be real on who's the bigger priority for the franchise. Yeah, I was. I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was a little surprised because I thought for sure Uber was going to be the guy who got benched. Right. And I was kind of coming around to that where it was just like, all right, I know Ubre is good defensively, but this league is about getting buckets. You got to get buckets, man. You got to score. Um, it, this ain't the 90s and the 80s where you, you're winning games 85 to 84. Like it, th- that era is gone. So I was a little surprised because it felt like from the outside looking in that maybe Wiseman was a scapegoat to all the slow starts. Maybe he was a right. scapegoat to all the slow starts. But it makes sense, right? It's not to me, it's not a bigger. It, it doesn't make or break it. You have Looney. He knows the system. He's been around. You play Wiseman six minutes in the first quarter. Cool. I think the deeper problem that they're going to find is Haskell, who had a nice role going, is now not playing in the first and third quarter. He's one of your best offensive players. Now, is he limited defensively? At times, yes. But, like, you're waiting until the second quarter to get him going. Right. I don't necessarily agree with that. So I'm eager to see how the rotations play out over the next couple of weeks with Looney starting. So I was surprised, but it wasn't like, oh man, what is Kurt doing? He's freaking out. Like it wasn't, it wasn't the end all be all. Hey, go to the floor a little bit. Let the game slow down for you, Rook. He's 19. It it, it is. If there is one move that Steve Kerr is going to make while not compromising his system, it is benching James Wiseman and playing Kevon Looney, Kevon Looney, who is, the epitome of Steve Kerr's system. Like, it, and I, I just, low I always, upside, high floor. You know, he's not going to make mistakes. He's going to no. do exactly what the coach right. says. Yeah. Like, it's how I play basketball. Like, I get it. Like, that's what I do. <laughs> like, I only get minutes. I only used to get minutes because I made mo- no mistakes. Coaches love me, but I ain't going to get out there. I ain't scoring. <laughs> hey, I'm the same way in football, dude. Since I'm just a tackle, Coach Keith, and watch the high schools get your ass about the game. <laughs> All it took was one little mistake, dog. It yeah, is good for the third play of the game. You're done. And that's it. Andy Lou, man. I was an Andy Lou football, man. <laughs> uh, but no, Looney, you're right, though, man. And like everybody, like, I don't know how you guys feel. Like, plus minus is an okay stat, right? But sometimes I'm just like, all right, Looney's plus 16 because he's playing with Steph Curry. Like, end of the first half yesterday, I think Looney was like plus 16 or plus 15. I had the paperwork somewhere. And Curry was like plus 11. And I'm just like, all right, come on, man. Like, some of that stat, that stat lies so much. And that's where it helps out a guy like Looney. Well, everybody just points to look at the plus minus, look at the plus minus. He doesn't shoot. And that's what's going to happen. When you play a really good team, that, that's the thing. And Looney in the same lineup. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. You, you're playing it's three it's even five. worse. It's even worse than with Wiseman because <laughs> at least Wiseman's an athlete and, you know, people guard him. No one guards Looney. So nobody guards Looney and barely anybody guards Draymond. So that's two guys that you start well, lineup. I, you know, I, th- I think he does, he does enough there. I think the, then the, the second issue becomes. You got if it's Looney, which I do think is the right move. You're trying to win now, which I mean right. that's part of it. You got to bench Ubre because if you have Looney and, and Damian Lee, then you got him in there. Then you got enough of a clay replacement. But I, I highly doubt that they're going to do that because Damian Lee doesn't play defense like Kelly Ubre, or at least in Steve Kerr's mind doesn't play defense like Kelly Ubre. So that's the other thing too, right? And and then and then right. today you come on top of it, Slater and Shams comes out and says that Ubre's in trade packages, and, and that's another thing we probably should talk about too. Is that I guess they're looking to move him. I mean, he's on a one-year deal, right? Yep. I mean, why yep. not, right? He's not – let's be honest, man. Kelly Uber Jr. is not part of the long-term solution here at the Golden State Warriors. I hear some people say, oh, man, well, what about next year? He can come on. Uber is not coming back. He's trying to cash out. I mean, this is his one golden opportunity to get a big payday. And right. with the way the NBA throws money around, he's an athlete. 
super athletic, right? Gets up off the ground. He can get you some buckets. He may not be more, he may not be. Yeah, he averaged 19 points a game last year pretty exactly. efficiently, actually. Exactly. Yeah. 19, right? So he's going to get paid. He's going to cash out. It's not going to happen here. So why not try to dangle him to get better this year if you see that he's not a fit offensively? Sure, he's good defensively, but like I play him with a second unit, all of a sudden, the second unit is crap in the bed. They're looking, they're looking like they're running out there in mud. It's getting those minutes have been rough with the second unit to start the second quarter where Wiggins, <clears throat> he had a flow with them. He had a flow with that second unit. Now it's not the end all be all because I still think Kerr sometimes it's like, you're so hell bent on bitching Curry for six minutes. Like no matter what you're bitching Curry for six minutes. <clears throat> I don't get it. Some of these games, Curry's going to have to play 38 minutes. It just is what it is. If you want to yep. go to the playoffs, but I mean, I, yep. they trade Ubre. I, I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, I, I'm cool with either one. You want to write it out with Ubre? Fine. I get it. But if you don't want to write it out with Ubre, I get why because he's not a long-term solution. So you gotta. We I, we should mention this before I forget. If you don't think you're gonna re-sign Ubre, like you've you've already come to the decision, eh, he's not a fit. We need a different type of player. You have to trade him because they don't have cap space. Like they, it's not like they can let him walk and have fourteen, you know, fourteen million to go sign someone else. They're all over the cap. So they need to trade him now for something, not now, but like before the trade deadline for something. Otherwise they're going to be replacing him with a guy in a veteran minimum. They're going to be replacing him with a Damian Lee, a uh, Brad Wanamaker, like one of those type of signings. So just from like, even just a team building perspective for next year. Yeah. If you, if you're not planning to keep him, you got to do something like the, the Pelicans rumor, everyone's circling Lonzo ball or uh, JJ Reddick just because their contracts match up. That's like really the only reason, but like both of those guys would fit the bill for, you know, players who could be on the Warriors roster next year. So, and maybe they fit better. Like we know JJ Reddick can shoot and this team doesn't have a lot of shooting and right. Lon, Lonzo's kind of, uh, I mean, I know Kerr will like him, super high IQ, not much That's, of a shooter, but. Yeah, Sean Livingston. I mean, like in so many, right. many, many Livingston slash Iguodala. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's Kerr, Kerr's wet dream is to have, I mean, I love Josh Hart. I think that would be a fan. Like I would do that trade last night if that was on the table. <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing they're giving up two right. young guys for right. an expiring Kelly. There's Kelly. like no chance. Yeah. Unless the Warriors Dave give up Griffin's a first. not a dummy, right? I don't think he's a dummy. I don't know if he would do something like I th- that. I, mean, I guess maybe you throw him a pick. Do, do you do that? Do you throw him a pick with Ubre see, for Lonzo? Are you, are you willing to give up a pick? I can't throw the Minnesota pick. I got it. Well, yeah, definitely not, no, the, no. not the Minnesota. Minnesota's off the table. Right. I give him my original pick. Yeah, you, the Warriors pick, wherever that is, into the lottery, like in the three, teens. Like three years from 18 I, or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Eddie, though. I like Josh Hart, man. He's one of those guys who's going to defend. He's going to get you buckets. I mean, I – Really, the last time I watched college basketball is when Josh Hart was at Villanova. And I was just like, man, this guy, go-. like, I can't watch college basketball at all anymore. It's the product. Like, I like uh, your boy Suggs and Gonzaga. That's about, like, other than that, I'm like. Gonzaga plays like a pro team, bro. That's why they're so fun to watch. Dude, it, 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 I mean, it is trash, bro. The product is yeah. trash. Uh, but, but, like, I like Hart. And Lonzo, as you guys mentioned, he'll try to defend. He's long. Steph Curry comes off the ball. He's a good yep. passer, yep. a willing passer. And you know what? He's shooting 30% from the three-point line. It's better than Oubre this year. So <laughs> he shot 39% you know, like, last year. I think that might yeah, not happen. That might not happen again. But that feels like that one again. year. Can you give me 35? Yeah. Give me 35. You know, and just take it. I believe in a change of scenery type of deal, especially in the NBA. 
Wiggins, for Wiggins. whatever reason, under Kerr, has been great with the Warriors. He's been, like, I thought for sure he would be the Harrison Barnes of this right. era of Warriors basketball. Yeah. Yeah. And Instead, he's the fan favorite. to Kelly Jr. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he is the fan favorite. I mean, have you ever seen an eighty million dollar a year paid player like Andrew Wiggins be a fan favorite? It's truly incredible. I've never, it's I've crazy. never, it's incredible. It's it's truly it's how incredible. how people. It it tells you what people think about Minnesota, though. Like like truly, he Man. was. I, I also, Bonte. I, I want your opinion on this. I think this market loves an underdog story more than anything. Like the fact that everyone says Wiggins is trash and he turns out to not be trash. Like they almost like that more than they like getting like the best player in the league, Kevin Durant, to sign with them on some level. <laughs> I'm it's <not> like. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> I miss Katie so much, man. I do. I really do. But no, kids, you're right, man. Like the underdogs. And look, let's be honest. We talked, I think we talked about this before. I know I've talked about it on my show where this is going to be the easiest basketball Wiggins has ever had to play in terms of, I don't have to be the star anymore. I've been in top dog in Kansas, number one pick in Minnesota. I had to carry the franchise. That's Steph's problem now. That's Draymond's problem now. That's Clay Thompson's problem now when I come back. I get to be the fourth option, maybe third option offensively, play defense, go on about my business, walk out the door and cash my check. Like, there's no pressure on them. So I think this change of scenery and not having that pressure of carrying a team and carrying a bad yep. franchise like Minnesota, that helps, man. That truly helps an individual, especially in the NBA. Absolutely. Um, and to just take it back, like, I, I don't know how real the Lonzo trade rumors are. Like, shut up uh what i was gonna say what i was gonna say is uh he does kind of fit the wiggins build of a guy who's been kind of like there's talent there maybe the career hasn't gone the way we all thought after we set when he got drafted it seems like kerr those are the type of guys kerr works best with guys who are you know a couple of years into the league they're not totally you know rookies deer in headlights and they just they need some structure or something. So you know, if they could right. pull it off, that might be the right type of move for them. That might be the perfect third guard with uh, Steph and Clay next year. You know, mix it up. Have I like that move. I like that move a lot. I mean, it just again from Kelly Oubre Jr. He's trying too hard. He just it's not a good fit. He's a he's a he's a fine player. I like Kelly Oubre Jr. I think he defends really well. I like his swag. Like a lot of people get mad at the blowing kissels and stuff. Like, you know what? This team needs a little of that. I need a crazy dude. All right. I need some crazies on my team. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that, but it just doesn't look like a fit. And Kerr looks lost with them. Like Kerr doesn't know what to do. Like, help him help out Kelly Oubre by making it simple. Like, yeah. I, yep. and I don't think Kerr's moving off of that. Kerr's, I, it's like Kerr's got this whole my way or the highway type of deal when he comes to coaching. And I think he's a fine coach. Like, as Andy and Sam, you guys said, started a podcast, like his system is proven to work, but you got to like tweak it a little bit here. You, he's already talked about this team being mediocre. He said that if I had to win a game tomorrow that I couldn't do it with this five. Well, if you know that tweak it a bit and put them in some winning positions. So I, I would do the deal in a heartbeat, to be honest with you, man, it feels like a robbery for the Warriors. If yeah. you really look at it, like it helps them perfectly. It feels like a warrior leak because I don't see any reason why the Pelicans <laughs> are doing it. It's 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 like uh yeah, it's like Andy leaking out there. It's like Warriors very interested in acquiring uh 
Kawhi Leonard. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. You know who I feel bad for, though, through all of this is the two guys that we keep mentioning is Wiseman and Oubre is is these guys. I feel bad for him. Oubre seems like he genuinely loves basketball and wants to play and wants oh. to play hard. And he's out here. Uh, in a situation where he's a little bit rattled and doesn't really know what he's doing. And it's obviously affecting him. It's not like he can't shoot. It just seems like his confidence is rattled. And then with James Wiseman, that, that is, it's killing me. It's breaking my heart because he's 19. He's a kid. And it hurts me when I see someone as young as him, that seems like he cares so much out there frustrated. And he's just kind of like, he's got his hands up and he's like, putting his head down sometime after plays. Like, I don't want to be a body, body language doctor here, right? But it's like, it's right. hard to watch him after mistakes. He's like, late on a rotation, he fouls a guy, and he's just like, damn it. And I'm, I'm just, it's hard, man. It's, it's, I, it would have been nice hard. maybe if, if you saw it on a 20-win team, but they, they're trying to win. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, you know, there was a play yesterday where he has a post up, and he's at, he has his guy sealed. It was in the third quarter. Right. And Bazemore, I believe it was Bazemore who didn't give him the ball in the post, and he swung it to the top of the key. And I, what, was it Dealey? I forget who shot the three, and he clanked it. And Wiseman just walks off the floor. They call a timeout. He pulls his jersey out yep. in frustration. It's just like – and I'm like, feed the big. Feed the young man. Now, I kind of like some of that, but at the same time, I think also it's a product of having so many voices in his head. Penny Hardaway's yeah. waiting for you after the game. Your mama chilling at the house. Not only Kerr, Mike Brown, and the coaching staff, but you got Draymond Green literally yeah. cursing at you on the floor. Like, literally mid-play, yo, come on, man. Like, you know, we know what happened against the New York Knicks. And it's like, guy's 19 years old. He's showing his flashes. He's long. He truly cares about the game. His recall for the game is really cool. Like, he's mature. as not like, as a 19-year-old, I was like, his maturity level is just through the it roof. Is. Like it as is. a 19 year old, what? Like the things he's talking about. I'm like, wow. So I do feel bad for him. He's handled the benching. And I know to be a coach, like Molly said, it's not a benching. It's just a different role, which I think is cool, but it's, it's too many people in his head. And I don't think it's like, I don't think it's there for like, I didn't think like Draymond's right. in what he's saying, he's trying to, he's trying to bring him up. He's trying to uplift him. He's not like trying to right. be an asshole. Same with all these guys, but but it, it's the same problem. It's it doesn't matter who's telling you you're great. They're still trying to tell you something. And, right. and when and when that's the case, it becomes like, I mean, Wiseman not only is getting told by so many people what to do, he's also trying to do ten things. Right. <laughs> like he's trying to do. He's trying to. He's trying to play defense against NBA guards, bigs, wings, right. and then you know, same thing on offense. So. And, and isn't there something to the AAU kid nowadays where they receive messages differently than say the athlete eight to ten years ago? Like Draymond Green may be able to bark at a Clay Thompson, right? Or Steph Curry or whatnot. But these new AAU kids, they've been told that they're great along the way. And there's there's a different, like you have to approach it differently. You know what I mean? I'm not saying cuddle them with kid gloves or whatnot, put your arm around them and say, hey man, it's gonna be okay. It's all good. But there is something to the AAU athlete these days to where they don't receive messages. They don't receive that tough love in a way that maybe we did growing up when we played hoops or when we were playing sports or whatnot because coaches seem to be a lot more strict and a lot more stubborn back in the day. And now it's like you kind of have to kiss these athletes' ass and tell them what they want to hear or they're going to check out on you. Steve ain't doing that, believe me. (laughs) For for what it's worth, I don't get that vibe so much from Wiseman, though, so far. So that's kind of – in fact, that's – Probably why yeah. they picked him. He, right. On some oh, level, on some know. level, I worry that they may have thought yep. someone else was more talented, but went with the kid that they thought they could coach. 
for the way right. they and who knows in in who five years be? in five years that could be wrong we you know but like i swear to god if in five years lamella ball is one of the best players in the league mm-hmm. and wiseman's just another dude i'm gonna be very upset Dude, that's I mean, all I'm gonna say. Yeah, why would the Warriors let that leak, man? That yeah. we thought Lamelo was the most talented player. You can't let that leak, man. You can't let that leak because now, if Lamelo is, you think Warriors Twitter is bad now? In four years, when Lamelo's dropping triple doubles and hitting thirty foot threes in Charlotte, and Wiseman say if he's just a sixteen and eight guy, oh, oh, man, we're there. I mean. Ooh, let's hope that doesn't happen. Well, let's they'll have Lonzo, so they'll have his brother. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's it's the same thing, Fonte. It's the same thing. <laughs> right, so, so what do you guys want to see from Wiseman for the rest of the year? Then, where I mean, like he's clearly, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask of a nineteen-year-old. But what do you, when the season ends, what are you hoping to see? Improvement, man. Improvement. Be, being more comfortable on the NBA floor. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be ebbs and flows. Like you're going to get Jokic one night, you're going to get cooked as a 19 year old. You know, talk about right. one of the best big game. Embiid's going to cook you. Anthony Davis is going to cook you. But make steady improvements. I mean, he's giving you 11 and a half and six rebounds without really knowing how to play the NBA game. <laughs> he has no. He has no idea. Yeah, he has no idea. He's just playing off a of raw talent. So just be more comfortable. Rebound the ball a bit better. You know, work on your hands a little bit better. Um, be more of a force offensively. I want them to be like a dog in practice, right? A dog in practice, or maybe a dog in a game where it's like, yo, give me that. Give me that in the post and let me go to work. Like, get more aggressive. Be more comfortable with this team. So, um, it, look, just improve. Like, he, he doesn't look like a bus, right, Andy? Like, he doesn't yep. look like a bus. He looks like he has raw talent. Just stay the course, and hopefully the coaching staff can help develop this guy because we know the track record so far in some of these late first-round picks. It ain't good. It's it true. Good. Let's, if, let's if, put it out there. It ain't been good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Smiley was on the Spurs, he'd be the next Tim Duncan. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, the, the problem with these guys is like their their big old win right now is Kevon Win Kevon Looney. Like that's wow. their that's their guy. You know what I mean? And Kevon Looney's he's he's good. He's a legitimate he's good fine. basketball yeah. player. Yeah, but if that's your if that's your win, we got a fucking problem. For me, with Wiseman, it's the defense. Right? Like we don't expect we don't expect it to be defensive player of the year right now, but he should be a defensive right. player of the year player or the top five defensive of the player year stuff for the next 10 years. Like once he, once he becomes good enough to be on the court and right now he's awful. So, so I, my hope is that he'll get a lot better there. Maybe, maybe get there, get to the, get to the, like, there's a lot of times where he just doesn't know who's going to the rim and he fouls guys, which it's, is, it's like, all you moving too fast. Coming. You yeah. knew that was coming. Right. So hopefully he right. gets a little better there. And, and uh, because I think they need him to be a defensive player of the year player. I think the scoring, it'll come scoring. It'll come. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tie it in with what Bonte was saying. Um, I just want to see the game slow down a little bit for him. You right. can see it's all moving too fast for him. It makes all the sense in the world. Three college games and two of them were against like that dudes who were like mine and Andy size at center. Like, let's be right. real. They're playing like D three. Right. Like it's such a huge jump. Right. Um, I want to <laughs> see that. Yeah. I want to see, I just want to see the game go a little slower for him mentally and, and then to tie it also to your point, a little more physical aggression. He does it a little bit, but you see him kind of shy from contact here or there. That's yeah. – I don't want to see that. I want to see the – you know, uh, Kerr said he wants KG. He wants him to meet KG. It was like if I could have him meet one player, it would be KG. KG never shied from contact. Even when he was like a 180-pound rookie, he was always trying to mix it up with everyone. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate – 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So if Wiseman can do those two things, I'll be happy because everything else is just going to, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. I I think the defense, and that's why they drafted him, right? For rim protection. His team was small. They didn't have a lot of size. You get instant, you get a seven footer who's athletic. Like there's a lot of good to his game. The mid range jumper, the three pointer will come. He'll get more comfortable there. It feels like he's rushing that shot a bit, but like some of the post moves that he has, like, damn, okay, kid. All right, you're showing me something here. But I, I think that's spot on, Sam, with defensive. Just just be, eat the glass up. If that's your role on this team, go ahead, go out there and give me 10 rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Well, give yeah. me eight to 10 rebounds a night, a couple block shots, and just be a menace inside and make, the, make these other teams think twice about penetrating on you guys. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded the best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line so if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes it's perfectly okay but if it's bothering you there are options go to roman.com slash now with roman you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ed all from the comfort and privacy of your home a u.s licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get roman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. You want to get some questions? We had a, we had a few questions for you, Vonta, uh, from the oh, listeners. Oh, 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 boy. All right, now these are – so first off, half the questions are what we've already discussed, which are your cardigan and Lonzo Ball. So we won't do those. Uh, from the Discord, Nadim, question for Bonte. We have all discussed that the Warriors are in a place where it looks like they want to develop, but also don't want to ruin Steph's prime and close his window of winning another ring. If you were hired as the Warriors GM today, how what would you be looking for to build another title winning team? Are you looking to draft another player with the Wolves pick and kind of go the Spurs route where you're kind of 
building a strength in numbers team over time? Or are you trying to package Wiseman, the Wolves pick, bring in someone right now, win now player, maybe a Bradley Beal, maybe, uh, I mean, he's the first name that came up, maybe a Ben Simmons. Like these guys we think may end up getting traded in the next year. What, what would you right. do? If, well, you've got to look at Steph's age, right? He's 32. You draft a player. I mean, it's tough for rookies to ball out in the playoffs. I mean, Tyler Hero, what he did was an anomaly in the playoffs last year in Miami. And that happened in a bubble. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, that right. happened in the bubble. I wonder what happened, what would have happened if he had to go to Toronto and play a road game? If he had to go to the uh, Boston and play a road game, what would have happened to Tyler Hero? Would he have, you know, if he didn't have four up? months to do workouts during the pandemic with Jimmy Butler? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, you know, that you add that to the fact that I think if you want to win Steph, you got to make the big deal. You got to go get star players because stars win in the league. And then the role players will come after that. Guys will see out there in the NBA, like, you know what? I'm going to sign a better minimum to go play with that team because they're going to be close to winning the ring. It happens all the time. It even happened with the Spurs. Like, think about all the dudes who went down to San Antonio. Ori, Mario Ellie. It happened uh, with the Warriors, uh, David West. Michael Finley. Michael Finley with David West. Michael yeah. Finley went down to San Antonio to go ring chase. We're crying out loud. The ring chasers will come. You got to go get the star. So as much as I love Wiseman, if you want to maximize Steph's window, because what nobody's talking about either is like, Next year is the last year that contract, correct? Correct. Like, we don't want to go there yet. I'm not going there. I'm not bringing it up. Oh, don't, hey, don't worry. Going. Sam has. Don't worry. Sam has. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just don't saying. Don't worry. You know, if. Yeah, it's, you know, it's true. It's true. You got you to satisfy Steph because what if Steph says, I don't think I can win with these draft picks. Like, by the time they're ready to go, I'm going to be 36. Like, I may be. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be descending. You know, like I, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's. I think that's accurate. I think there's. Um, I think Steph wanted Wiseman. I think Steph likes him. I I don't think Steph is James Harden, right? He's not gonna say, "Well, if you don't get Bradley Beal, I'm out of here." But there is a part of this where, well, he's not. He's not gonna be sending messages from a strip club the way Harden. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not. But I think there's a part of it where Steph is gonna look around and say, uh, "Like the, I've given all I've got in my career, and if he feels like Steve Kerr and this man and this this front office isn't really going all in, and let's say for example they do use the draft pick and they draft another project, let's say it's not Jalen Suggs who I think could play right away." Uh, but they draft another project and these guys aren't ready to win for another three, four years, which is kind of like where Wiseman is. I, who knows? Who knows what he thinks? I think that's realistic. I think that's a conversation worth having because I'm sure he'd sign the contract today, but it ain't, it ain't, it ain't signed yet. Well, how do we get yet, down man. this road? How do we get down this road? I'm going to blame Sam because that's what I like. Dark. Blame me, dude, because <laughs> I brought this up. Hey, I brought this up on a morning roast. Kind of like the first week we started, and Kate says, "Is like, yo, dude, why are you looking ahead?" I'm just, I'm like, dude, I'm just saying. There's like after this year, it's the last year of a deal, and he ain't signed an extension yet, and we don't know where this team is at right now. Is Clay gonna be right? You know what I'm saying? Where's Draymond gonna be? Like, it's in the back of my mind. I'm thinking, like, man, you better get that, and that's why I think they paid the tax for for Kelly Oubre Jr. Where they're like, Lakers, like, look, Steph, we're gonna do whatever we can to try to win. Whether that's bringing right. Kelly Uber and being, we got to do, we're willing to do whatever you we can to satisfy you, Steph. So hopefully he's a warrior for a long, long time. But it, it's definitely there. Like until the sign, until the contract signed, we don't know. Pod's taking a dark turn, dark, dark turn. 
I'm sorry, um, Sam. That's your fault, man. Y'all know what y'all y'all know what y'all's getting with me, man. Y'all know what. <laughs> Hey, is, I can get stuff. these takes off on this podcast. I do it on the flagship. Thanks for Lakers calling. Ritter, Ritter's calling. They're like, yo, shut the hell up, man. I, I, although I know, I know they listen to this podcast, but I can do some things <laughs> on here that I can't do on TV. And radio. Right, let's, so, let, let's do shots off. We prefer to. This kind of tied into that then. All right. So Steph's entering his last year. What do you think the Warriors need to show between now and next, the offseason? for Steph to sign on the dotted line. It, what, do, what do the Warriors need to do to give Steph the impression like, you know what, this is your last big contract, most likely. You want to spend the rest of your prime here. I mean... Be, beyond, like, showing him that Clay's, you know, they, they found some new science to make Clay 2019 Clay again. <laughs> right. I mean, if Clay's healthy, all right, you got your backcourt made back. Draymond... Draymond could work in that in that system, and Wiseman's got to show improvement. Okay. Now, having that now, you pray that the Minnesota pick is like outside of the top three, which I man, they're so bad. Like <laughs> they're so bad. We're gonna so, be watching those lottery balls, no matter what. Dude, That's we're all. We're gonna be watching those lottery balls. I, I mean, like you got to get some veteran presence. You got to get a veteran here. You got to get a backup point guard because I don't think like Wanamaker's a good dude, but like you need something more off the bench. You know, like Damian Lee, hell, they, he was borderline going to be out the league. Like, these, like think about the guys that are on this roster. Jordan Poole got an extension, and I'm just like, this guy ain't ready to go. Like, he's just He'll not never ready. Be ready like, to go. Dude, he's not ready to go. So, he, I don't know, Sam. That's a tough question, man. I, I mean, like, you just – I think the front office has to show Steph that they're super aggressive and that they're all in on championships. And those moves, whatever they do, will dictate that. If you sign a Brad Wanamaker, then you're like, are we really serious or are we? can we just not afford anybody? And if we can't afford right. anybody, then you know what? This is a tough situation to be in. Is Clay back? What if Clay's not right? Like, what if like, what if Clay's just – and I'm knocking on wood because I think sure. seeing Rudy Gay play well, seeing Kevin Durant play well right John away. Wall. That I think, yeah, John Wall, exactly. He looks explosive. Uh, I think that bodes well for Clay Thompson. I really think that Clay Thompson will be Clay. But right away, do you want Clay Thompson defending elite no, point guards no, every no. single night? Not at 70%. You know? Yep. That's, that's your boy Two Way Wiggs' job now. Yep. <laughs> two Way yes, Wiggs, baby. Yes, sir. They'll re sign him two to the max Wiggs. after next season, too. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, no, I think that's right. I think the Clay thing is a huge piece of this, though. I, I think it really is the Clay yeah. thing. Because look, They've got those. They've got two trade chips, right? They've got James Wiseman, who's I think far exceeded who he's been as the number two pick for the draft. With that number two pick, you're not getting anything right now. You put James Wiseman on the table, you're getting something. You're getting a, a good player, and you package that with the Minnesota pick, which Minnesota is yeah. the worst team in basketball, as we saw last night. You put those two things together, you could get a star. If a star becomes available, it's hard to see. Yep. Another team, you know, having a better package of like young assets and picks than that. You yep. know? And then, and then right. if, if, if necessary, if it's Giannis, it's not Giannis, he signed his thing, but let's say it's Giannis and you put those two together and then you put the next four years unprotected, like you can get whoever the hell you want. Like you don't even need yeah. to put, you, you know, you don't even, maybe you don't if, even if need they're, to. Put, if they're young, it doesn't really matter. Those picks are yeah. all going to be in the high 20s exactly. anyway. You get Giannis, you're not getting lot, you're not in the lottery. Yeah. Steph and Giannis, right. you're and not. There's yeah. always a soccer name, yeah there's going to be a star available. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's just, the, you got to get the right star. 
You know, yeah. it's yeah. a James Harden. Like, like the James Harden rumors was driving me crazy because look, James is making an adjustment in Brooklyn, but I was just like, come on, man, we can't can't go down this road with James Harden. So it's not. I mean, it's just no. Nah, also, man. how long it's Zach? Not, how long Zach gonna last? Like, yeah, in Brooklyn, I know you're not, watching yeah. it every night, just waiting for the uh, the inevitability of those three. Dude, I literally bought league pass just for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> just to like, like Harden's taking like 12 shots in the game. I'm like, oh, he can't be happy about that. Kyrie come in, he's just chucking it, and they're not playing any defense. Now, again, how many teams can score 130 on any given night? I mean, Brooklyn could just outscore you. But at some point, you got to get some type of stops, man. And they don't got anybody who can stops. Kyrie's not getting stops. James is not getting stops. I was hoping Philadelphia bottomed out because I really think, like, even with Giannis, and I know we went back and forth with this, and Giannis is a great player. He may be a better fit with the Warriors, but I've always been an NB guy. Because NB, you can dump him down and go get you a bucket. Like, NB, when he's motivated and healthy, he's having a hell of a year. He's having a hell of a year. And I was like, man, I just hope Philly bottoms out and they do something crazy. Like, I hope Daryl Morey's just like, yeah, I don't believe in his five. Doesn't fit my system. Let me move him. Like, that to me would be, that would elevate Steph and Clay Because now you got a rim protector. You got a guy who's going to dominate the boards, who's going to talk trash. And he can get you a bucket, man. Like, I know it's just the All-Star game. I keep going back to this for some reason. I don't know why. But that All-Star game, the stars of All-Stars, guys are playing in honor of Kobe Bryant. They're trying to really win that game. Like, that was a really competitive All-Star game. I right. That team with Embiid just kept going to Embiid. They were like, we need you to go get us a bucket. Of all those stars down there, the players kind of tell you how they feel about other players. And I think this league, they know that Embiid, when he's motivated, can be a top 15, top 20 player. That's the type of star that I'm looking for, man. Because I do think the league is getting a little bigger. you know. And I'm looking at the West with Jokic is going to be around for a while. Luka's a little big. He likes to penetrate. The Lakers are huge with Anthony Davis. I, that's the type of guy I look for, you know? So it's got, it's got to be the right star, right? Yeah. And Embiid might be the MVP this year. Like he's, yeah, he's not even like top, right yeah, top 10. He's like top three right now. It is how it turns out. Hey, turns oh, out if crazy. you put shooting, you put shooting around guys, turns out it's good for the team. Turns out, I, did, <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Steven didn't, <laughs> yeah, Steven didn't know that. So uh, who knows? Actually, there's a good one here. There's a good before we get, I know we're, we're, we're coming up here, but there's a good one with Mike Mikas, um, friend of the show. If Marquise Chris can come back in March, let's say he can and can play many, meaningful minutes, what do you what do you think about the center rotation? I, I like Chris. I thought he was. Yeah. I, I think he's a great loss, man. Like he was starting to come on a little bit. Like he's not a great player, right? But dude, he's shooting three a little bit better. He's yeah. physical. He's active. He tries hard. That's all you want defensively. A young guy who tries hard. He's giving you thirteen and eight in March. About what thirteen and ten in February. Not bad. Nice roll can get you 15, 20 minutes. They miss Marquise Chris, man. And I know they haven't announced that he's out for the season. If he can come back and say they make the playoffs, he's a nice piece for him, man. There's no Marquise Chris. He has a role on his team. Yeah. What, um, what, uh, what Eric Pascal's doing this year is what I thought Marquise Chris was going to do. Kind of being that like, uh, Montrez Harrell type of like small ball five to give you 10 points and 10 minutes off the bench. They miss Chris, man. He's I, I think he might be he the, the role that Wiseman's going to play. That's who I think it is. Like, I, I think he would – those minutes that Wiseman's playing right now would, would go to Chris. Like, and it's not great for Wiseman, but it is what it is. Like, if you're trying to – he's just a better player. Like, 
you're not playing Anthony Edwards against against certain guys if you want to win either. So right. uh, and and Chris is that guy. He's smaller, but he's he's just he's five years old, four years older, four right. years in the NBA. He knows right. a lot more, even though right. you know. You notice too in the preseason that Wiseman and Chris was sitting next to each other a lot. They were vibing together. I think that would have helped Wiseman mentally having a guy like Chris who's been young, who's like, look, man, I was a lottery pick too. Like I know the pressure of being a lottery pick and trying to make a team better right away. It, it would just help on so many levels, man, having Marquise Chris around. Yep. Yep. Or on the floor, at least. I know he's around, but at least on the floor. Yeah. All right. You want to you wanna end it there? End on a little Marquise Chris? It's called a, it's is called the a cardi- Is the cardigan a clothing version of a spork? Yeah, we should probably. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably. We should probably. Hey, Jay I Zoo. see somebody said, did I get the senior citizen discount on the cardigan, <laughs> man? I wish, dog. I wish. Give me the handicap placard while you're at it. You know, come on, man. <laughs> the show's been the show for the cardigan, baby. Andy, hey, Andy, see that's it, man. I see no brothers in the city wearing this, man. What's going wow. on? <laughs> I hey. see no, 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 no brothers in the city at all, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. We're, that's, <laughs> we're, we're there, uh, <laughs> Sam's like, hey, cut that out, cut that out. Um, <laughs> like Logan said, man, TV makes you think differently, man. TV, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right i guess you can be watching pregame now just to see what you can cook up next see what you, if you can it's, top the card again pressure man it's that, pressure when i throw out the fit i'm like ask my girls like dude is this the right one is you sure should i go with the tie she's like babe do that one i'm just like oh man because like all my buddies are just looking for the fits they don't care about anything i'm saying they don't yeah, care about anything uh, they've, they've heard your they care about the fits <laughs> like bro what's up with the sock game dog uh, i wore the jubilees like three times I wore the Jubilees like three times and like dudes are like, you'd have worn those five times in a row. No, I didn't. I'm keeping track of what I'm wearing. Like, <laughs> I think you wore white socks one time and somebody texted me a picture of you wearing white socks. I think they were they were like, yo, what's what's Ponte doing? Darrell was so, wearing the white socks. Oh, was that was what? Wearing, I'm throwing him under the bus. He was wearing the white socks. Yeah, but Darrell can wear whatever he wants, though. He I can know. wear white socks. Ain't that and cold? Be, I can't do that. cold, man. Like, how's that fair? Darrell can wear whatever he wants. He wore a cardigan. Everybody's like, man, Darrell, you look dapper, bro. You look fresh. Light-skinned brother wears a cardigan. Man. It's like, dude, Mr. Rogers all over again, man. Like, what's up? <laughs> I, I will say you guys got some good chemistry up there, though. It, it is it is, it is, is good stuff. So, hopefully, I mean, is it fun? Is it fun for you? How's it been going in the first couple months? We're getting better, man. Like, I look, I, I did TV a couple years ago with Mr. Fab, right? I was, like, really – couple hits on cron here and there but like hosting a show on television is so much different than radio because radio like kind of like podcasting you got long segments you got right. long segments you can be long-winded tv's just like our longest segments like nine minutes right so it's quick boom 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 when to look in the camera um and it's i'm getting more comfortable man it's a lot of fun it is like i know people are like man how are you doing the baby and yeah you know, the morning show and it's like i get my sleep we we, we figure out the schedule to where I'm able to get my sleep and it's seasonal, right? And it's the Warriors. Like, I'm doing the pre and post. I don't need to prep for the radio show. I've got all my notes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> radio show's yeah. done. You know, so that I kind of kills that one. So, look, we're getting better, man. Darrell's getting more comfortable. Mully, just the Hall of Famer, watching games with him. He's funny as hell. Like some of the stuff off air is better than on air. Oh, of course. Give us, give us one of the, give one, give the listeners one off air story. That, that, that you actually can. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh man. Oh man. Off air story, man. Ooh, you guys <laughs> one that you want on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, off air spot. Well, yesterday, for example, 
the last we had with Draymond Green late in the shot clock. Wiggins passing to Draymond Green. And it's like three seconds. Left. It, it was the start of a stretch where it was like three, four minutes. Draymond Green. It was like, bro, what is going on yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you forget how to play basketball? And, point, yeah. and he chucks something. He didn't even chuck up a shot. It's like two seconds on the shot clock, and he passes somebody. He's like, nope, I'm not doing it. Yep. And we just kind of just cracked up. And he's like, and Wiggins Wiseman end up making a basket later on in the quarter. He goes, hey Ponte, Wiseman don't know what he's doing because you know Draymond was saying like. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's doing. And Bully's like, he doesn't know what he's doing. This dude better than you already. Like, what are you saying? But he's just joking. He's joking, though. He, he was joking. He's just like, man, he's kind of like, what Like, what are you talking about? This guy. Like, and so when Draymond threw up the shot, I almost had a heart attack because Bully just looked at me. He was like, why is he don't know what he's doing? What, what is this? And then, like, man, Vanderbilt. <laughs> Poor Vanderbilt, the young man from Minnesota, almost got killed yesterday by Draymond. <laughs> and you see Fitz right away. Oh, Secaucus, New Jersey. That's not a flagrant, too. I was like, man, Fitz is on it, dog. He's talking to the refs right now. He's on it. Scott Fars was a very good ref. And dude, so they, I mean, that, that's what it all started. And then just like the old Warriors and like House Freewell was kind of crazy. And you know, right. Tim Hardaway Jr. punking rookies and talking about the dream team and stories with Chuck. I mean, there's this bullet scene so much. And I'm just sitting there like, we, we all grew up as Warrior fans watching those guys. And it's like, damn, like, I'm sitting here next to Mully, who I watched all the time on KICU Channel 36, had his basketball card. He's up here telling me about those times. The We Believe team, the choking incident. Uh, Rick Adelman was Spreewell, Jerome Kersey fighting at practice, throwing blows, and Spreewell coming back into practice with a bat, where basically Adelman was like, hey, shit, what's going on with Spreewell? Why is he walking to the car? And Mully's like, you probably should try to get everybody up out of here. And Rick Adelman is like new to the scene. He's like, everybody gone. Practice over. Get out of here. You know, because Freewell was off his rocker at that point. So, I mean, he's just, there's just so much, man. But that's just one, like, sample watching the game and just joking like, yo, oh, my God. Like, like with Damian Lee clock, dude, who'd he clock from the Spurs? I mean, it would have started a fight at any that's park. Right. Dude, remember he clobbered, dude? It was like, you're up 20. What are you doing, yeah. D. Lee? And Mullen's mid-story. And you just hear it like, pow. And Bully goes, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Just his yeah. expressions and the way he says things. So, dude, it's a lot of fun, man. We're hopefully hopefully entertaining people. It's tough replacing a guy like Pop. You know what I'm saying? A guy's got 35 years on TV, and you replace him with a schmuck like me, right? Some loud mouth radio head. He's like, yo, come on TV. So, it's fun, man. They're liking it. The ratings are good. And, you guys are having fun with the cardigan sweater, so that's all that matters, man. Tell you, tell you what, man. Getting the audience engaged, man. Yep. If we could bring that to the television, knowing that, hey, we're talking to you, Twitter. We're not talking at you. We're talking with you here, so that's all it is, man. Just having fun. That's what we need, man. We got to get more people. We got to get we got to get some passion in the uh, when people are watching games. We got to get people that really care about actual hoops out there and not the other bullshit. So, good stuff, Bonte. We appreciate you coming on, man. Appreciate you as always, Bonte. Take care. Hey, man, you guys keep doing your thing, man. It's always fun catching up with y'all, man, and bullshit, man. I see y'all uh, starting more riots on Twitter, man. Uh, you guys, <laughs> we'll be back. The Steve Kerr, the leader of Steve Kerr Slander Club right there, Andy Lou. Stand <laughs> not far behind, man. <laughs> Steve Kerr was trending Saturday night. Like, trending. I'm just like, oh, my God, what is Saturday Andy Lou, man? And then Warrior on the road, man.